0: Hello, welcome to Blades Pod. Uh, recording this on Tuesday the 6th of February. Uh, My name is Ben, I'm of course a Sheffield United fan. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit in this episode about our 3-0 defeat to Wolves on Saturday evening. Uh, We'll try and move on from that fairly quickly, I suppose. Um, I've got a few bright spots from that game, a couple of negative things as well. Um, And then I'm also going to try and give a a little bit of perspective, I guess, on, on where United are right now as it stands coming off these last two defeats which are i guess frustrating for for different and equally valid reasons um and then i'm going to just at the end wrap up by talking about our activities in the january transfer window which um, has closed since the last episode i recorded um okay so let's get into this game with wolves then so Obviously, uh, United traveling to the the league leaders, the the runaway league leaders in Wolves, who, as we all know, have invested very heavily in um, in in quite a lot of young Portuguese talent. Uh, obviously, we beat them at Bramall earlier in the season, although. Uh, you could certainly make the case that the um, the Connor Cody red card, which quite early in that game, made made a massive difference uh, upon that outcome. Um, so to Saturday night, I mean uh, Ruben Neves for for Wolves, who is the, the player they signed for from Porto in the summer. Um, he essentially scored a goal that was probably one of the best goals that I've seen scored against us, uh, more or less before the game had really got going, as after just a few minutes. Uh, it was an amazing long-range strike. Uh, he kind of took a touch to get it out of his feet and then just curled it in off the post. And, you know, yes, it's another yet another long-range goal uh, that we've conceded. And while there's certainly some valid criticisms of how we've defended some of those in the past, um, not least the, the goal that Snodgrass scored against us for Villa last week, I don't think you can criticize this one at all. Um, the ball breaks to Neves from a tackle from Evans. I think it is. He just takes one touch and hits it. It was, it was as close to undefendable uh, as you can probably probably find. I think it's just a high class goal. You have to hold your hands up and go. Well, that's what sixteen million pounds worth of Portuguese midfielder gets you basically. Um, Wolves' second goal came off a great bit of interplay as well. Uh, kind of had us chasing shadows inside our own our own penalty area. Again, it's it, it's hard for me to say that we could have defended this much better. Um, there was barely any space for Wolves to play through, but they just they did it anyway. It was just another very good goal, really. Um, and Simon Moore got sent off in the second half. I'll come to that in a bit more detail in the moment. Uh, so he came charging out of his box and uh, ran into the the attacker. Uh, eastwood went in goal and was you know i think in fairness very unlucky to be beaten by the ensuing free kick which took a a massive deflection off clark of of all people who'd been you know getting some stick from the Wolves fans for for most of the game for um his previous time there uh so I, i'm sure they enjoyed seeing that one flick off his forehead and into the back of the net not too much else happened in this game uh although to be fair that is that is quite a lot of incident. Um Fobi, who the Wolves had just signed on loan from Bournemouth, who used to play for them, he came on and um, he probably should have at least hit the target from a header. Uh, I actually thought he was he was going to score, but um, yeah, it went wide. And then Bon Bonitini, who also came off the bench, uh, he also went very close with a, a shot on the turn that went just past the far post. I mean, you have to say uh, that United contributed very little to this game. Uh, Wolves were more than happy to see us have the ball. Uh, I think they were comfortable knowing that we weren't going to get to use it in dangerous areas. So, you know, it, we had plenty of the ball and we kept it well when we did have it, but our expected goals in this game was as low as I've seen it this season. It was it was a very meagre 0.2. Although, you, you know, you have to say that Wolves didn't exactly run as ragged. Theirs was 1.2. You know, two of their goals were were long ranges, obviously the Neves one and then the deflected free kick. So they were they were low percentage chances or shots that they end up scoring from but you know they're they're really that 0.2 figure really does reflect how how little we offered in this game and how how totally at ease Wolves were and I'm sure if they'd if they'd wanted to they could have you know pushed on and scored a couple more goals as well but I think they were probably content to just say we've got this one pretty easily wrapped up let's just um you know go down a few gears and just see the game out so I guess frustrating to just the way that United played in this game which wasn't brilliant I didn't think and you know it's never good to see your side uh, outclassed but you know that's one of the few occasions it's happened this season all the same I think there were some bright spots Um, Ricky Holmes was uh, I thought he looked very decent again it was very encouraging to see you know he he moved really well looked very sort of uh, if not fast in terms of like possessing lightning speed then you know he was he was constantly on the move he was constantly demanding the ball in in dangerous areas as well uh, and you know, he's darting in between defenders he won, a, he won a lot of free kicks as they essentially had to resort to keep tripping him up as he was sort of running past them. so yeah from from what we've seen of Holmes which only amounts to probably about 70 minutes of football at this point. Um, you know he, he looks like he will be a, a, a good and potentially exciting signing who yeah I'm looking forward to seeing more of in our next games. Uh I also thought it was another good showing for Lee Evans in midfield. Um he he looks like he's just slotted straight in basically as this kind of this kind of uh roaming, deep lying midfielder who's gonna, you know, just pick it up from our back four, try and link play with with Fleck and Leonard or or Duffy or Holmes or whoever's ahead of him. You know, he seems to he seems to pick up the ball a lot just from sort of loose ball situations. So yeah, on the basis of um I think it's three times I've seen him play now. Uh he looks a a very good signing uh, and obviously he's very he's pretty young as well so he's got a lot of a lot of potential to be, you know, a big player for us in the championship for years to come hopefully. Um looking at our other new signing who played in this game, I'm I'm not totally convinced yet by James Wilson. Uh although I will say it's still very early to judge. Uh, and you could argue that most new strikers would would find it difficult to make an impression in our team at the moment, just given the the run of difficult games that we've had, uh, and I think also the way in which we're not creating too many chances as well. So, uh, kind of the jury's still out a bit there. I think um, I'm certainly I certainly don't feel as if oh, if we'd start at Donaldson or, or Sharp in this position, then the game would have gone completely differently. So, yeah, just just a, I didn't think he had much impact on this game at all, but as I said, that's probably to be expected from the way it panned out. Um, it was interesting to see us shift from a regular 3-5-2 to a 4-4-2 in this game. Uh, that obviously happened once we were 2-0 down. Um, so we started with our, our customary back three. Um, Wolves were getting round the sides of us, getting in behind us very easily um, and obviously scored two goals. And at times that four four two actually did look more like a four-five one in the second half, with Wilson kind of moved outright and Clark up front on his own. And I, I think I think it is fair to say that switching to four at the back, four in the middle, it, it did give us some more defensive stability, although at the same time it, it did severely limit our attacking potential. And yeah, we, we just didn't offer anything at all really going forward for the rest of the game. Um I've got to talk a little bit about Simon Moore here. I think uh, obviously got a red card for coming charging out of his goal and whacking into the striker. You know, as much as I've praised Moore this season, you know this was just a really poor decision. I think, uh, and it, his effect on us could be far more than simply losing three nil to Wolves instead of two nil. You know, Jamal Blackman is is injured, and I I haven't seen anything that says he's going to be back in the team soon. It's it's a groin injury by all accounts. It only happened a couple of weeks ago, so. Yeah, you know, could be um could potentially be a little while yet. So that means we're gonna be playing our, our third choice goalkeeper for the next few weeks while Moore sits in the stands, that goalkeeper being Czech Eastwood, of course. Um I mean th- this this challenge, it was I would say it was at best a 50-50 ball that Mouler has come out to try and get. It's it's well away from goal. It's actually going away from goal as well, the, the movement of the ball. Stearman's chasing the attacker. We're already 2-0 down. The game is probably 95% certain to be a loss anyway there was just so little to gain from this challenge. And, you know, I would feel more comfortable if Moore had kind of run for the ball and then pulled out of it going, I'm not even going to risk it. And, you know, even if that had resulted in the Wolves striker getting on the ball and tapping into an empty net, then, yeah, sure, he would, have, he would have looked pretty silly, but it's probably a slightly better outcome than what we've got now. But, yeah, um, I mean, maybe Blackman will be back before too long. Uh you know, it's a groin injury, though. He's probably a hard one to play through as a goalkeeper. Uh, from, the, from the limited amount I've seen of Jake Eastwood, he looks fine, I think. Although, you know, he's obviously third choice for a reason. Uh, and I, I guess you could facetiously say that as we concede 42% of shots on target anyway, as I mentioned last week, maybe we won't see much of a difference. Whoever's in goal anyway, maybe it's just a fine margin kind of thing. Alright, so they're kind of that's kind of my thoughts on the game, uh the actual events of the game. Uh now I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh perspective, I think. So yeah, where 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 kind of my mood is at and maybe the fan base's mood is at uh after the defeat, although far be it from me to speak for everyone, of course. Um I've seen several Wolves fans after this game saying it was their best performance of the season. Uh, at the same time, while you you, you can't dismiss their quality, I, I also didn't think that United played particularly well in this game, as I've kind of said. You know, I don't think we were bad, but some of our decision-making was very poor. Um, I think the most the most egregious example of this was, uh, I believe it was in the second half, Baldock and Basham had, had worked this really good position down the right. They got a two-on-one. They worked the space for a cross. We had men in the box. The ball comes back to Basham, and then he... He inexplicably, passed it back to Baldock instead of crossing himself, and as you could see, you know, it wasn't even a marginal decision. Baldock was offside by about six yards, and you know, you could then the camera sort of cuts close up to Baldock and he's mouthing like, "Bash, why, why, why did you do that? Why don't you just cross and work this space?" Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a game of, of poor decisions, but ultimately, I think we were just just matched up against a much better team, basically. Um, but that said, you know. There has been a bit of an overreaction to this defeat. I think. I mean, I mentioned on the previous podcast that we were, you know, pretty likely to lose this game to Wolves, which obviously would be two defeats in a row. And you know, let's not have a meltdown if that happens. And you know, to an extent, I think that has possibly happened a little bit. I think this is just a the nature of modern football, modern football fandom, I guess, and internet culture as well, where you know it's so easy to to have an opinion and make that opinion public and have people you know get into an argument with you or misinterpret what you've said perhaps you know thanks to things like twitter and forums etc so typically whenever united lose uh, you know the the kind of moans come out of the out of the woodwork um, and yeah it seems to be quite <clears throat> quite a, a more extreme reaction to this defeat to the runaway league, leader, league leaders than I was expecting and then of course you get the you get the overreaction to the overreaction which is that there are probably as many people moaning about the moaners as actual moaners themselves um and then yeah you th- you throw in the fact that you uh you're probably going to have some people who are pretty much always unhappy uh and there will be those who just like to vent when things aren't are going less well than they have been for the previous 12 months I guess so yeah i was slightly surprised to see so many people I guess annoyed about this game I mean obviously you 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 have a right to be annoyed I was a little bit annoyed myself and you know especially if you've paid a load of money to go and you know it's you obviously factor in train and things like that then you know you you're more than welcome to be unhappy of course and yeah I just think I just think uh you know there there, there has been an overreaction to this defeat or indeed the last two defeats were Villa we played very well I thought and in this one we just we just didn't we were just outmatched so yeah, far be it from me to speak for anyone else. I mean, here is here is my perspective on this defeat, which is which is pretty relaxed, to be honest. You know, like I say, kind of an annoying defeat, but eh, what what do you expect? I certainly didn't expect anything anything particularly different out of this game. I mean, we st- you know, this is kind of the clearest example of this. I mean, we're starting three players that Wolves have cast off; that they have gone, they are not even good enough for our squad, which is Stearman, Lee Evans, and Clark. I mean, of course, there's going to be a difference in quality there. We, we, you know, we are are essentially starting players they didn't think were good enough for their reserves, and certainly not to dismiss the quality of those three players who are, I think, have shown this season that they are very good championship players and are potentially going to be big players for us for the rest of the season and into the next seasons as well. But that is a pretty strong sign of the difference in quality between the two teams. I think. I mean. From what I've seen of Wolves, that they may be the best championship team, uh, well, the best team at this level, uh, for some time. I mean, they're eleven points clear with sixteen games to go. They're just going to walk the league. I mean, they're a clear class above any anyone else we've played. I mean, if you think about games with Villa, with Derby, with Bristol City, uh, those games from whom we've from which we've either we've either deservedly taken points or we've undeservedly failed to do so. The difference between Wolves and those teams is is just so stark. I mean. It would be no surprise at all for me to see um, to see someone like Neves playing in the Champions League again within a couple of years. I mean, it's probably not with Wolves. Admittedly, that's probably a stretch too far unless they they really do invest in the summer. Um, but I don't even feel that's a bold prediction. I mean, Wolves literally signed him from a Champions League team in in Porto, uh, for whom he was starting regularly. It wasn't it wasn't even like he was on their bench or or playing in the reserves. He played almost sixty games for them in in the last couple of years, so. Yeah, the the idea that we were gonna rock up at Molyneux and turn them over was was not one that had really entered my head, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, there's a potential to do that. I mean, Midtable Forest did it recently, so you know, you go into these games thinking, well, why not us as well? But I can certainly say that I expected a defeat from this game, uh, which is why I'm I'm pretty chill about it when it actually did happen. Alright, so, so off the back of that, I mean, I, I kind of touched on there, you know, we, we have had a, a, a tough-ish run, I think it's fair to say. And I'm just going to read you now the remaining fixtures for United, uh, based on where these teams are in the league at the moment. So, next opponent is Leeds, who are in 10th. Then we play 15th, 22nd, 18th, 24th. Then there's 5th, who are Fulham. Then 12th, 16th, 11th, 4th, which is Cardiff at home. 21st, 9th, 14th, 19th. And then our last two games are against the teams who are 7th and 6th. So as it stands we're we're 8th in the league. And we have four remaining games against teams above us. And two of those are the last two games where, you know, the season could have shaken out by that point we could be uh comfortably in the playoffs or comfortably out of the playoffs. So, you know, th- there's a possibility those last two games will have uh less riding on them um, or equally I suppose they could have everything riding on them. Um, but, yeah, my my point here is that the potential to get back on another run uh, of the likes that we saw at the start of the season is there. You know, Leeds will be tough, of course, but then we have a stretch of teams who are, who are lower mid-table to bottom. So just to give you those again, there'll be 15th, 22nd, 18th, and 24th before we play Fulham again. Um, of course, there's going to be some movement here in terms of the league table. Uh, some of these teams will go on runs, but it could be up or down. But we have now played the top three home and away. Um, I'm certainly not saying we're going to storm the second half of the season, uh, but we are very well-placed for a run ourselves. We have a you know a, a good squad, I think, that's shown they can compete with the best in the league or at least the the second best in the league if we take Wolves out of that equation. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the potential for us to get back into the playoffs is, is there, and I don't feel like it's a long shot whatsoever, to be honest. Uh, okay, so... Finally this week, I am just going to give a very quick wrap-up of our January transfer window. Um, I guess my, my three-word summary is I'm very happy. Uh, we signed four players, which was Evans, Ryan Leonard, Ricky Holmes, and James Wilson. I think all of these represent um, low-risk, high-potential signings, uh, particularly the first two who are you know kind of youngish and unproven. Uh, they all look like they're going to play meaningful roles, and they've they've obviously been signed with a view to upgrading our team rather than sort of, you know, filling out our bench. So, you know, so far these these players have bumped to the likes of Duffy Lundstrom Donaldson from the starting eleven. You know, which is no mean feat given how well those three have played at times this season. Uh, and then you know the other kind of um, positive here is that we. We moved on some players who were either unlikely to be involved, uh, such as James Hansen, or or just need some game time, like Nathan Thomas and and Keelan Lavery, who have have gone on loan to lower league teams, and you know hopefully we'll get some some minutes under their belt, and you know we'll come back at the end of the season, and then either either be integrated into our team, uh, which I hope that they will. I certainly think that Thomas has got a lot of potential, uh, or they'll be you know moved on for a a permanent home elsewhere, I guess. Um, and then the the final thing, which I haven't really seen that many people talking about, but I feel like this is very significant. In this transfer window, we didn't lose anyone important. You know, considering how often this happens in the past, how often we've sold somebody who we consider to be one of our better players. Uh, obviously, it, well, I, I guess in recent history, it's generally happened in the summer. But, you know, transfer windows for us in recent years have been a, as much a tinged with dread as with hope, I would say. Um, and you know there was that general expectation that someone will will nick David Brooks before we can get you know more of a proper look at him before we get an actual full season out of him. You know or even those those ridiculous rumours that that Leon Clark would be moving to Villa or Wolves because he apparently lives nearby I think and you know the the Midlands is so far from Sheffield and so hard to get to. Um, but yeah, I don't think we should underestimate just how how good this is. That you know we didn't sell anyone that we would consider to be a. Um, uh you know a key member of our team and yeah let's not take for granted that that happened we we recruited and upgraded and there was no downgrade or selling the family silver or whatever to kind of finance it uh you know sure we didn't sign anyone of ruben nevers's quality uh you know or spend 15 million pounds on a striker but i mean if anyone was expecting that then i i think you may need to have a sit down to be honest uh, and then yeah, that's it. So we've got um, we've got Leeds United at home on Saturday in a lunchtime kickoff. Leeds sit tenth in the table. Uh, they've just sacked their manager, and as I speak, are about to hire Paul Heckingbottom from Barnsley, uh, just to you know make a Yorkshire derby even more Yorkshire. I suppose. Uh, I think this will be a really good game. Uh, I've been saying this a lot recently, but to be fair, most of them have been. Um, I'm I'm sure that Leeds will feel they can come and beat us, especially you know with a new manager. Even though they have, uh, they do keep getting players sent off, so they are missing uh, several players. I think from this game with suspension. Um, and I think it will probably pan out similar to the Aston Villa game, uh, only hopefully this time we'll be the ones celebrating at the end with a with a deserved win instead of an undeserved defeat. So, yeah, let's see how that goes. Uh, all right, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you very much for listening and for subscribing. Remember, you can follow this uh, podcast on Twitter, which is at BladesPod. Uh, I will be back soon, hopefully talking about a victory over Leeds next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye.